0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Property Management Talks. I'm on with Jennifer Carey, Director of Sales at Real New York. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being in the show. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be
0: here. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. And by the way, before I ask you about your background, I'd like to say that Jennifer here has over 200 million worth of transaction under her belt. So Jennifer's knowledge of the New York marketplace is truly unmatched, in my opinion. So uh, aside from that... Now, I
1: gotta gotta say, I'm I'm not sure where you're getting that number because I think it's much higher than that now. I'd say 200 million uh, is really just the past couple of years. Yeah, I'd say at this point, I'm pushing somewhere closer to a billion. Um, If I were really to add it all
0: up, well, I'm I'm impressed with 200 million. Now you're saying it's close to a billion. It's oh, it's fascinating. I,
1: th- I think we're getting real close <laughs> to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, mm-hmm. can you tell us more about uh, your your background? Where do you get this enthusiasm and drive that you have in getting what you have right now?
1: Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> so I guess I I got into real estate back in 2010. I
0: joined
1: i like a lot of real estate people, I came from the entertainment industry. I was an actor for quite some time, and then I got my real estate license as a way that I thought would just complement my acting career. but lo and behold, I actually fell in love with doing real estate um and the the business and the the transactions of it uh, got very exciting for me and eventually, I you know transitioned into sales and then. More recently, um, I transitioned in. We've myself and the company, my company, Real New York, uh, we've been really going into the new development sector. um, And that's been really exciting and uh, has been really opening a lot of doors for, honestly, personal and business growth. Um, And I think uh, one of the things I love about this industry is it's, first of all, ever changing and that there's constantly something new to learn. Um, and so, you know, that, that's what keeps, keeps me coming back and keeps me waking up in the morning.
0: It stands like, I just read this book recently. It becomes like an icky guy. Like the reason why you get up in the morning. So yeah. actually I was about to ask you like what, what you specialize in or what is the niche that you got? So I'll be sure. Like, delve more further into that.
1: Yeah. So, well, I I will say, first of all, my company, uh, Real New York, as it as it uh, started out with its backbone in rentals, um, really uh, servicing the landlord um, in a lot of areas of Manhattan. In the most recent years, as I've already mentioned, we started delving into the new development sector. So we work a lot with um, sponsors and developers to um, bring products to market. Um, I like we work with architects or the or the developers architect to really scrutinize floor plans um, to help come up with the you know the the layouts that are really going to be the most attractive to buyers, um, as well as help um, pick you know finishes for the floors, the lighting, the the appliances, um, advise on pricing. Um, you know advise on the uh, amenity packages so this is really where we've been kind of again niching ourselves into is is again these creation of these new buildings and it's not just on the sales side we also work a lot with uh, rental buildings as well you know helping again bring these brand new product the products to market
0: beautiful beautiful and going into more um your experience especially in new york mm-hmm. city so in yeah. uh, New York City, real estate market, how has it shaped your expertise?
1: How has the real estate market in New York shaped my expertise? I mean, it is my expertise. <laughs> I, I really mostly only done real estate in Manhattan and Brooklyn. So it's the five bor- boroughs that is my expertise so honestly, you ask me almost anything about, you know, transactions elsewhere, I, I'm not going to be able to help you out, you know, maybe generally. But to me, everything I do is living and breathing what's happening here in New York and and that that shapes everything I do.
0: That's fascinating. And how about some insight on on the current state of New York City real estate market and any trends that you're currently seeing? Oof,
1: well, it is a bizarre market for anybody who's in it right now in New York whether you're a buyer or a seller or a real estate agent for that matter. It, it's been bizarre. I mean, I mean, like anything I'm about to say isn't gonna be news. It's, you can find it at any of these trade publications. The, the, you know, inventory is uh, low and interest rates are high. So even though you say inventory is low at the same token, there are people who do want to sell their properties, especially in Manhattan, there's, a, there's this glut of inventory, which sounds contradictory because you say inventory is low, but then I'm telling you there's a lot of inventory. It depends on the market. You know, like I just, I have a person who is considering selling in the financial district and, you know, this micro market of the financial district, when I did a comp report on it had, you know, pushing 50 uh, one bedroom apartments for sale at this one given time and nothing is moving. Why? Because again, you know sellers want to reasonably get the price that they you know deem that they should be getting after holding it for however long they've been holding it. But the problem is with the interest rates the, where they are and expected to rise, the uh, you know, buyers are just having trouble uh, their spending power is much lower, you know than than it was when interest rates were lower. So you've got a lot of buyers in this like, wait and see approach, which is interesting because truly it's a buyer's market. Buyers should be, this is the time they should be making offers um, and just sort of throwing anything at the wall, those crazy offers. This is the time to throw them out and they might stick, you know, depending on the, um, what's going on with the seller and how desperate that seller is. Um, Whereas, you know, then there's other markets, right? Like Brooklyn and depending on where, where in Brooklyn and what you're trying to sell, there are, uh, you know, properties that are going to still go to bidding more. It's it, it's really in many ways it feels very bipolar. The way you can see these massive pendulum swings um, within. You know, for anybody who knows New York, you know, we're talking a five mile radius, but you see these massive changes in, um, you know, in the mini markets, as I like to call them.
0: Well, that's 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 super insightful, and yes, you said not just what you said, but it's it's already in the public it's always in the public okay and I mean, um another thing there is so much oh, sorry go ahead
1: no 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 you please
0: no what i'm saying is that there is so much brokerage in new york so my question goes like what's its real new york apart from other real estate firms and how does it benefit your clients oh sure
1: yeah there there are one i, I wish i knew the actual number of how many real estate firms there are in new york i don't know but um i would say they're actually Decreasing in number every day. I mm. think this market has really been testing brokerages out, and you're seeing, um, you know, a fair amount of layoffs, and you're seeing a lot of, you know, brokerages disappearing. What's setting us apart is, you know, we are not. I'm not even going to do justice to my competitors and like name names of the bigger <laughs> houses. You know, plenty come to mind. There are bigger houses and there's smaller houses. What What's nice about my company and our brokerage is that we, I believe, are like the, the perfect mid tier. That you're going to get the kind of personalized attention that um, we like to be able to give our our clients and our developers. They really deserve that. Um, and I think we also we're still kind of scrappy in that way. Like you're going to get a, I think, I believe a lot harder work. Like we're going to dig deeper than I know uh, the bigger houses and the bigger our our competitors have done. I think also we pride ourselves in, you know, like our analytics, I, I dive, I dive a lot deeper than I know my competitors do. Um, and I do a lot of it by hand, which is boring, and tedious, but it really, at the end of the day, gives me numbers that are, are much cleaner and truer and, um, You know, I think that's one of the things that speaks volumes to our to our owners. I think the other thing that sets us apart is, again, well, we try to wear that developer hat. Mm. Um, You know, my my lead brokers, they are, you know, landlords, owners themselves. Uh, You know, they so we really understand the perspective of uh, of a builder and a developer. and so we're, you know, focused on uh, reaching their bottom line, you know, and that's not to say that we're not, we don't service the individual buyer or the individual seller. We absolutely do. Um, and, you know, you got to be able to switch that hat, right? Obviously, if you're working with a uh, buyer, you know, it's full fiduciary duty for them and, and you know, doing that same uh, market analysis for them to get them the best deal. But obviously, as a as a business model, focusing on the 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 listing side where you can sell a full building out rather than individual units is is uh, you know again, business model wise makes a lot more sense for us. Um, and so that's that's really where we've been focusing.
0: I see, I see. And when you corrected me earlier with the numbers that I spit oh. out, which you said oh, almost a billion, yeah. I was about to say right away or ask right away, uh, as you as a, a director of sales at yeah. View New York. So I'm going to ask it right now, what strategies have they implemented to achieve such impressive sales number?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I, again, I think some of the, and listen, I'm being cumulative. I'm being like, you know, when I, I, I it's, throughout our, our tenure of being a company. Mm.
0: Um,
1: I mean, again, I think it's, it's hard work, dedication. Um, again, when you focus, when your business model is focused on full buildings, you know, that that's a high volume of transactions. So it adds up pretty quickly, you know, and I think a lot of it's also about the referral business, right? So it's people who work with us don't tend to leave us, um, and, and work begets work. Right. So I think, I think Mm. that's really, that's the business model. You know, we really Mm. try to focus on the relationships, um, and, and make sure that we're really relationship brokers as opposed to just being transactional. You know,
0: I agree with that and referrals speaks a lot. Your relationship with the people that you're dealing with, especially the quality. That you got absolutely, and you built that one over the time, ta- uh, over like 10 years. So, how do you uh, pass this to the uh people that you're managing, or how, how do you support and uh, train your team of sales agents to, to apply this?
1: Absolutely, I working with junior agents, I definitely distill to basics in the beginning. I want to make sure that they're really adequately trained. I do training classes, I'm actually in the midst of halfway through my. I I teach the sales class uh, two, three times a year. So I really, first of all, try to distill down to the basics, like how do you qualify a buyer? How do you really evaluate the value of a property and hold their hand until they really understand it and also be a voice that can, you know, help them however they need, whether it's like coming up with creative ideas to find a listing for a buyer, coming up with creative ideas, how to find um, sellers who want to sell. and I, I really think that you know, it's it's just the age old you teach them how to fish, right? And then eventually, you teach them how to fish, and you keep keep supplying them with bait and uh, and pats something. on the back. And uh, you know, usually they flourish, you know? And I think one of the other things that we pride ourselves with at the company is that we do bring in a lot of listing opportunities. So like, if I bring in a full building of listings, I'm not going to be working it myself. I mean, that's the that's the point of being a manager. I'm going to then uh, put someone who I've trained um, on the project to sell the property themselves, and so that's you know an advantage for them because then they get to look like they like it's their listing, right? And they they're going to take that pride and they're going to have that ownership. But really, you know, at the on the back end, the backside. You know it's technically the company's listing you know but it's a jumping off point for them to also build their career so mm-hmm. it's really it's you know it's a symbiotic
0: relationship you know i agree and with that it helps them like it adds up to their confidence though so obviously i totally agree with that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if they succeed we succeed you know so yeah i think we we say the, they there we around the office there's a lot of uh teamwork makes the dream work that gets said a whole lot and i and i think we really mean it you know
0: beautiful beautiful and i'm just curious how what's what's your involvement in like new condo development and, and how you assist clients in the area
1: uh, my involvement when we're uh getting a new condo i mean it's everything <laughs> i'm i usually do the back-end analysis the comp you know, the the comparative market analyses, I am usually the person who price, I often price the property, um, or at least making my recommendations for the pricing. Um, I'm working with our marketing team on how to uh, brand position, um, making all the the marketing collateral in the back end, you know, helping develop it or approve it um, before it hits the sponsors for their final approval. Um, I'm overseeing the listing team who is bringing it to market. I'm usually project managing, so I'm overseeing every uh, offer that gets brought forth, um, you know, all the way through until completion. And, and, you know, constantly once we are on the market, making sure that like, you know, are we staying ahead of the curve? Are we doing all the things that we need to do to continue to reach the people that might wanna buy the product? Um, so yeah, heavy involvement all the way across the board. <laughs>
0: Heavy involvement. Okay, and I've been wanting to ask this question to you since the very beginning. So, uh, it, it really depends on on your experience of obviously. So, can you share any specific horror story or challenging situation you have encountered um, as a, as a property manager, uh, sales director? So, what's like the most horrifying thing that you've experienced, and what did you learn from it?
1: Horrifying! Oh my!
0: with that horrifying. expression that, that does there's been a lot no
1: of i no 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 i know it really my brain thinks i don't know that anything's horrifying um i mean the only thing coming to mind is <laughs> there was one time and i don't know if this is what you're looking for but mm-hmm. one time um it was actually like during lockdowns of during pandemic, um, I had actually had gone out to one of our buildings to show uh, property and, you know, I'm in this empty building, or I think I'm in an empty building by myself and I go to the model unit and I unlock it and I see a backpack on the kitchen counter. And that immediately makes me like, why is this here? And then I look around the corner and there is a man laying asleep in the uh, in in the bed in this model staged apartment. And I immediately get very, you know, scared and run away and call everyone I can call. Um and long story short, it really he was basically the night watchman who had uh fallen asleep in the apartment, which know. you know. Really is truly uh was inappropriate first of all, for a night watchman to be to be in the model apartment on a bed. Um, so what did I learn about that? Uh, <laughs> I think I learned that, um even though it was in the end perfectly fine and he, he was you know meant to be there and safe, is that I think, as a woman, if you were going into a very empty building, um you know, people should know where you are um, when, you know, I should definitely, I I let people know if I'm going into a space like that, when I'm there, um, I'm going to be on the phone and, Mm -hmm. um, until I'm with other people. I think it's just, you know, real estate agents, we do this all the time or or we go into empty spaces, we meet strangers in empty spaces. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm actually surprised that more bad things don't happen. And, uh, anyway, it, it all turned out well. And, I'm sorry, you're hearing a fire truck out my window. I think. Can you hear
0: that? <laughs> Actually, no, I can hear it. That okay, means good. <laughs> you have a pretty good noise canceling feature right there. And Up on here, what you're yeah, saying I earlier, I I totally agree with that one. You need to put some like extra layer of protection, like just doing exactly. what you just said. And probably that that man sleeping on a bed is probably very tired from the overtime. <laughs>
1: Indeed, indeed, he was probably <laughs> more startled by me coming in than the other way around. But
0: anyway, okay. <laughs> this is one of the exciting questions that I have, in my opinion. So, this is a question: what what role do you play in curating finishes, like appliances, packages, and floor plan design for properties?
1: I mean, it just depends. Often, on, it I just, just
0: like that stuff.
1: Yeah, me too. I, it depends on how much the sponsor once our involvement, um, you know, sometimes they're, I have my people, I have my design, I have my vision lineal. Sometimes they will take a lot of input. So for example, there's a project that I can't name, um, but there's a project I'm working on that I absolutely was all over those floor plans and, you know, calling the architect directly and saying, you know, we got to make this bedroom bigger in this way in the living room, let's move the wall that way. And going through several iterations of the floor plans until um, we landed at something that like, again, I know what buyers want, you know? And so the first iteration was just like, you know, too small, you know, a two bed. I, I believe the first iterations, I had two beds around 700 square feet and that, that was just insane. No buyer was going to buy that. And so as far as finishes, you know, again, like Nine times out of ten, or appliances, we're going to supply um, our suggestions as to like the trends of what a buyer might want, depending on the price per square foot the developers trying to obtain. Um, and then it's up to them to to make those decisions. But you know, it's 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 about again meeting the buyers where they are. So if you're trying to sell something at you know three, four, five thousand dollars per square foot. Obviously, you need to have top of the line appliances. If you're doing something more of a uh, first time buyer budget, then we can go with, you know, mid tier or lower tier appliances. Um, So some of it's a a bit no brainer um, for some people. But, you know, for us, again, with our finger on the pulse of the market, that's where we can be valuable.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent and the the very last question that I have here, Jennifer is mm-hmm. it's very general, and probably the answer to this question is has been said with the answers that you provided earlier, but um like at the very beginning what's what's the core principle that you have that you, like you're relying on that I know it's a pretty broad question, so what's the core principle that allows you to build whatever you have right now um
1: I would, the first thing that comes to mind is, is that data doesn't lie. So um, again, I spend a ton of time when we get off this call right now, I'm going to dive right back into a a comparative market analysis that I'm working on. Mm. Um, And so I spend a lot of time making these market analyses um, and I do that by really scrubbing data and looking for like, you know, truly, um, what do things really sell for? what was the real price per square foot? what you know if I have to dig into the department of finance, et cetera I'm, I'm gonna find the real data and then you know when I analyze it from there and come up with pricing recommendations, you know I can feel really really confident about it and it stops being a guessing game for me if I if I really do the work and, you know, synthesize all the data together, it, it, it usually tells a very accurate story um, and in some ways takes the work out of it. It's a lot of work to take the work out, um, but uh, I, I'd say, yeah, yeah, the data doesn't lie, not usually.
0: Data is, um, is, is really uh, a great currency, I believe. So what you provided to us, uh, Jennifer, is we can with the extensive experience that you have in the space, we can consider it as a liquid gold. So we really appreciate the insights that you provided and also the stories that you've got there. It's it's pretty fun having you in a show. So if anybody wants to connect with you or reach out to you or partner with you, what would be the Mm -hmm. best way to do that?
1: Probably email. The email's usually the best way to do that. Um, I don't know if you want me to throw it out right here now, but uh, you can also mm. find me on our website.
0: All of that will be included in the show notes, so That's our excellent. listeners don't yeah. no worry; you can find it in the show notes. So, um, for everyone um, that reached this uh, reached this point, really appreciate you time. Uh, we we really appreciate you like listening to um, our podcast. So, if anyone in the midst of like let's say, growing their real estate company or want to have insight in the New York City market in real estate space, you can get this episode and show this one to them. And in my opinion, I think it's pretty entertaining. And also get one thing that you learned from this episode, go ahead, implement and execute it. And we want to hear about your wins. So don't forget to give us a feedback on where you get the podcast. And again, let us hear about your wins. Above all, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you so much to Jennifer opportunity thank
1: you thank you happy to be here
0: (laughs) everyone see you in the next episode cheers